Good afternoon, Shadow Hills. This is Bob Furring coming to you on a beautiful October afternoon uh, for the Snowbirds. It is time to return. And uh, my guests today are the people from the Performing Arts Club. Uh, the play this fall is called Death Trap, and the director is Linda Boschanik. Linda, welcome to the podcast, and please tell us about it. Oh, thank you very much, Bob. First thing we want to talk about is our new system that we have, which is Eventbrite for selling tickets. And we want to thank all the residents because we've had a tremendously good acceptance of the new system. In fact, we have sold approximately 450 tickets in the first week, which is a record for us. And we did this because we knew our old system was very dated and it was long for us to handle and very long for you, the customer, to get your tickets, stand in line at certain times. So this has given you the convenience to go online anytime and it's a very easy thing to do. So we're encouraging all of you who haven't gotten your tickets yet to hurry up and get them. There's still good seats available for each performance. The play runs November 16th, 17th, and 18th at 7 o'clock, and Sunday the 19th at 2 o'clock matinee. So why don't you tell us a bit about the play and introduce the characters? The play was written by Ira Levin, who is a very famous playwright among all of our mystery genre. He wrote Rosemary's Baby, Stepford Wives, The Perfect Storm, Boys from Brazil, among many other things that became both movies and plays. So he's a very well-known playwright. Um, the, the play is set in 1978 in Connecticut, and it deals with Sydney, who is a playwright who has been having about an 18-year slump and is very anxious to have another hit. There are five characters in it. And first of all, we'll talk about Sydney, who is uh, one of our two leading men. Sydney, would you like to tell a little bit about your part? Yes. Well, Sydney is a um, very self-possessing playwright. He holds himself in very high esteem. But as Linda said, he has fallen upon a real dry spell, an 18-year dry spell and is very anxious to have another hit. And he finds himself with the opportunity to have another hit, although it's a very unexpected opportunity. And that's one of the wonderful plot points of the show. His wife, Myra, played by the lovely Lori, uh, is his loving wife. And I'll let you talk to Lori and ask her what her character is about. I am a very loving and devoted wife. <laughs> However, I have much more depth than that um, to the surprise, I think, of my husband, uh, which he, he doesn't recognize, I don't think, all my attributes. Um, she, uh, Myra is, has been married to uh, Sydney for 11 years. And when they got married, she was very happy to be living off of his success and perhaps vicariously living through him. Um, and when he continued to have a dry spell, 
she supported him both emotionally and financially. Which uh, grates on him a little bit. He doesn't like the fact that he's living off his wife, nor does he like the fact that all of their friends know that he's living off of his wife. So there's a lot going on with Sidney. Mm -hmm. He's a... Uh, I don't want to say he's having a midlife crisis, but he is actually in some sort of a crisis within his own mind about exactly what shape his uh, professional life is going to take going forward. In addition to Myra and Sydney, we have three other characters that are super talented in this show too. also. Um, Helga Van Horn is a psychic that is uh, staying at the cottage next to Sydney's. And she does pop in, and she is feeling a little bit of um, action in that house. So it's a, a quite an interesting time to watch her as she walks through Sydney's house. Then we have his attorney, Porter, who also pays a visit to uh, Sydney in the second act. And he is, as, as Sydney describes him, dull but smart. And then we have the other leading man, Clifford. Clifford is a young writer who has met Sidney in the seminar he held at one of the colleges. And Clifford is very, very anxious to write and have his first play produced. So he has snapped up an opportunity to talk to Sidney about his play and see what ideas Sidney may have to make it better. So thus the plot goes. We have Sydney who wants a play. We have Clifford who has a play in the works or in the writing. And we have Myra who is caught in the middle of all of this. And Ira, the writer, takes this in many, many dark comedic moments and many twists and turns. Stephen King has called him the master of plot twists over all other writers. So you won't want to miss this. Lori, did you have something to add? I wanted to say this, reiterate the, the, the twists in this uh, play are unbelievable. Um, listen carefully to every single word. You might be able to figure it out, but you'd have to be very, very uh, um, strategic in your approach. And it's all there, folks. You, could, you might be able to, to do it. So hold, hold, hold on to your seats. You're, on for a, you're, you're in for a great ride. Uh, well, I, it, uh, the, the only other thing I would say is that it's um, really uh, a real, uh, it's an honor and, and, and so much fun to be able to do something and create something uh, that the residents of Shadow Hills I know are going to like. And so that's really part of the juice for us because it, it ain't the money. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are an all-volunteer club, and we have uh, lots of positions for everybody on and off the stage. I think in closing, I would just say, if we told you more of the plot, we'd have to kill you. Okay, well, thank you for coming in. And uh, just to remind the audience, this was a long-running uh, comedy on Broadway, and the dates are November 16th, 17th, and 18th at 7 o'clock, 
and there's a matinee performance uh, on, at 2 o'clock on November 19th. So get your tickets on Eventbrite, and we'll see you at the play. Until then, bye-bye. <laughs>